Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. <laughs> that was a little bit like with me. Hello, welcome to my show. Um, welcome. This is the podcast. It invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and go, thank God for that. It is not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you. It's also me. So the memoir writing course continues apace, new module tomorrow. Um, this week we had to submit our kind of opening scene and I will, I think I'll, I'm going to think about how I can share some content with you. So maybe you can come along on that writing journey with me. <laughs> hate that word, like that word, it's overused. I think that's what it is. But it is also prompting more time down the rabbit hole that is ancestry. Um, and one thing that I found that really surprised me that I didn't, it's weird because obviously there's things that you don't have available in your immediate memory. Um, and something will spark it. And, and um, I discovered that my paternal grandmother, and I guess I'd sort of, I knew she had some siblings, but I thought maybe she had two. And I found her in the census of Ireland in 1911. Interestingly, it notes that she cannot read because she's one at the time. So no, she cannot read. But what I discover is that she is one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven children. So that was a bit mind blowing for me. And there was a name on there, there was a, a name on there, uh, Bridget, which it, it always sort of rung a bell for me. And I don't know, there's like something in my vague, vaguest memory that's going, yep, remember that name. And I don't know in what context, but um, it's, it's, well, one thing, if you look at the census records for Ireland at that time, and that was... Um, I don't know, there's so much to learn and I'll end up saying something wrong here, getting it wrong. But the way people were treated was outrageous. And, and when people in Ireland were still subject to the poor laws. Um, and there's a column in there to note if a member of the household is an imbecile or an idiot or a lunatic. And so I need to go and look at the UK census records for around that time just to see if there is a similar column, because it, it actually took my breath away to see that. Um, but yeah, so I, I found on this record the names of my paternal great-grandmother and great-grandfather, and seeing the names of her siblings actually was really useful because it meant that when I've been looking through records um, relating to things like um, electoral rolls or, you know, lists of people living in residences. Um, I find her living with her, um, with a couple of her siblings. So that's been so useful in pinpointing when I find a record, whether it's her or not. So I'm kind of piecing together a bit of a picture, but what I'm finding is that it's more difficult to find stuff on my dad. And there are things that I need to work out or understand as to whether records are publicly available. So I found out actually for like the 
Irish census, the first one that takes place after the War of Independence, um, it's it's you can't access the 1926 one, I think, until 2027. So, and and it says that the National Archives are not permitted to access them or use the data for any purposes until then. So, um, so there's that. So, I don't know when my grandmother came over to the UK. I've sort of been able to pinpoint her marriage to my um, dad's dad. Um, and I think I found where she lived like a year prior to that. So I'm going to keep going. But my God, it is addictive. And I had a meeting today and we were talking about Candy Crush Saga. And I said, I've got to delete. I had to delete it off my phone and I had to delete Super Mario Run off my phone as well. Um, and I've had to actually call a halt to a couple of hours that I spent on the Ancestry website today because I realised that actually with my nan's last husband, I've never I never knew his first name. And so I'm searching for all these records and records and records and lists. And, and I thought, hang on a minute. Right. I know I've got the marriage certificate reference for my grandmother's last marriage. So I've gone, I'll order a copy. So that's what I've done to try and make life just a little bit, little bit, little bit easier. So for the price of a bottle of wine, um, I'm going to have a key part of the jigsaw for me, which may make an enjoyable or more enjoyable read for you. So that's that. Um, it's quite mind-blowing really, but the process of doing this, again, the, the writing course, um, putting together this opening paragraph, and then you get feedback from other people on the course, and some of it is, um, well, all of it really is really useful. So I am glad I'm doing that. It's helping me sharpen my saw, but I must also remember to do the work that I am paid to do. Very important. Otherwise, I won't be able to afford to pursue this project that is a, um, I don't know, big deal to me. It means It means a lot to me. And I guess when you're doing something that really means a lot to you, then it has the ability to completely suck up all your time and energy. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. I'm looking forward to the next module, which starts tomorrow. Um, what do I hope for you? I hope that for the price of a bottle of wine, <laughs> you're able to discover something that is enlightening to you. Or maybe you just buy a nice bottle of wine and you will have an enlightening moment as you sip it in the sun. I hope that you are continuing to enjoy the podcast. Thank you to everyone that is um, listening and sharing and dropping me a line via Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to hear what you're up to or any tips that you've got on researching family history. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye.